the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Wondering, what's the 411 on my 401k? You're in the right place. The Biz 1440. KYCR Golden Valley. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. President Biden and the White House Budget Office are out with a $1.5 trillion wish list as part of his administration's first federal budget proposal. The Biden administration's first budget request calls for an 8.4 percent increase in spending, covering top Democratic priorities such as education, health care, housing and environmental protection. The president also wants to increase the education budget by more than 40 percent health and human services by 23% and a 15% boost for housing and urban development. Pentagon spending would be increased by just 1.6%. Homeland Security would basically be frozen should Biden's request make it through Congress. Congressional Republicans were quick to criticize the plan, saying it would shortchange the military and national security. Tim McGuire, Washington. And this is SRN News. Be kind to someone, and you could have your car payments covered for a year. Oh, very kind. The Biz 1440 and Standard Heating and Air Conditioning present the Kindness Challenge. Do something nice for a hero in your life. Then let us know about it by entering it in the Kindness Challenge. You'll be registered to have your vehicle payments paid for a year or get $12,000 towards a new car, both for you and your hometown hero. Sign up for the Standard Heating Kindness Challenge at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Keep on over zany sound effect we were gonna write something flashy about streaming us at radio.com but considering how easy it is to do we'll keep it simple too listen to the biz 1440 on the free radio.com app hi this is pj from pj's appliance outlet your local family-owned and operated appliance store no matter where you live in the twin cities pj's is worth the drive we're centrally located in plymouth Just this past month, we've had satisfied customers from Maple Grove, St. Paul, Minneapolis, Eden Prairie, Bloomington, all over the Twin Cities. We take great pride in separating ourselves from those overpriced big box stores by simply providing over-the-top customer service, great quality products at unbeatable prices. PJ's has quickly become the trusted go-to store for brand new scratch and dent appliances. You can save hundreds, sometimes thousands of dollars on brand new warranted name brand refrigerators, ovens, washers and dryers, dishwashers and freezers, top brands like LG, Frigidaire, and much more. Come visit our showroom today and ask for PJ, Bob, or Jake, or visit our website at pjsapplianceoutlet.com. That's pjsapplianceoutlet.com, where every deal is a steal. Listen to The King Banyan Show Saturday mornings at 9 here on The Biz 1440. It's the latest economic news, trade information, your monthly jobs report, and much more. Join us this Saturday morning live on The Biz 1440. Is it his time? Yes! Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. We're waiting. It's the King Banyan Show, your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Thank you very little. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. Let's go while we're young. Good morning again. Welcome, King Banyan Show, The Biz 1440. It looks like the sun's going to try to poke out up here in Minnesota. And I don't know where my guest is, but uh, I think she's sitting somewhere on the East Coast. Amity Schles, author of The Great Society, The Forgotten Man, the best biography of Calvin Coolidge ever written, uh, and so many more things. What, six books now, uh, Amity? Well, thank you. Um, it seems like about that, sir. 
Okay. Well, that's, I mean, look, I, I, I warned my listeners during the top of the show today that it's going to be hard to make this anything other than uh, just let you talk because I'm just so excited to have you here and, and, uh, and, and I'm a fan of your work. Uh, so uh, I appreciate that very much. Can we just, I'm going to start. You are, you are chair of the board of the Coolidge Foundation, so that you're, you're part of preserving the history of, of Calvin Coolidge. I'm a native New Englander, though New Hampshire, uh, not Vermont. Uh, but uh, you do a lot of you do a lot of writing in in, in uh, your Coolidge autobiography about people from about New England and sort of that flintiness of uh, of New England. Can you give us a flavor of how that sort of plays into the style of uh, Calvin Coolidge? Well, that's a great question. Um, people often think Coolidge was from New Hampshire because he's Republican, but in those days, Vermont had a lot of Republicans, too. I think it's a very familiar type, even in Minnesota. You know, there were Coolidges who made it to Minnesota, right? Yes. The Pilgrims, they came from England, then they went to Vermont, then they went west. Uh, so, so if your name is Coolidge, please write us. Uh, but it's a personality type everyone will recognize. Uh, someone who doesn't uh, slop over, talk too much, uh, who avoids uh, words when he can, um, who under-promises and over-delivers, whether it's used cars, uh, new cars, I heard your commercial on the air, or, or anything else. It's a little, it's an agricultural temperament, too, because farmers are not always poor, but they often don't have enough cash, and they're kind of quiet about their wealth. Uh, what's the point of, of, of generating envy, right? So it's, it's definitely an agricultural type. It's a Midwestern type. If you ever knew anyone from Arthur Anderson, um, it don't like to show off in the sartorial department. Uh, not too many cufflinks, more on the button on the man shirt. <laughs> So, so I'm, I'm uh, deliberately speaking culturally and not economically, but of course, economics goes with that. Yeah, yeah, I, and I, I, I appreciate that. So, so Amity, I actually am not in Minneapolis. I'm out here in St. Cloud, about 75 miles away from uh, Minneapolis, and you can go 15 minutes in any direction from St. Cloud, and you're in farm country. And so, the person you're describing describes a lot of the folks that live in our area, and it's interesting here. Uh, for a long time, the party that that identifies with Democrats was called the DFL for the Democratic Democrat Farmer Labor Party. It's still called that officially, although although uh, I would argue that uh, they've sort of moved in a direction more toward the the cosmopolitan views of the people in the Twin Cities rather than out here. So um, there is something about farmers, and 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 in your article. In your article that uh, got sent to me that uh, is how we connected on presence should avoid great, what is it about a farmer's temperament that you think helps them understand how to manage expectations? Well, most of farming is not marketing, is it? No. <laughs> it's, it's a product. And it, you, you, you're, you're undergoing, you're assuming considerable risk as a farmer, particularly in the old days. What if the crop fails, right? I remember someone from the New Deal, Rex Tugs, Rexford Tugwell, great name, um, talked about how farmers were forced to speculate, and if the crop failed, right? Uh, so so marketing is not, not their culture, and that was Coolidge, too. He dispensed with the marketing and tried to let the product for itself. What do I mean by that? Um, he said, I'm going to cut taxes and I'm going to show you what happens to the economy when taxes are lower. So Coolidge and Harding, who stood for normalcy, a very uh, Midwestern plainsy term, you know, they didn't say we're going to be awesome and great. They said we're going to restore to the country normalcy and then you, the citizen, will get a good yield, a good result. And then you will come back to us and re-elect us uh, in the next election, which happened in 1924. So Harding Coolidge were elected on normalcy, which sounds kind of stupid, but actually is wonderful. That is a normal environment, so you can farm or do your business. 
Um, and Harding, unfortunately, passed away. And but Coolidge ran on essentially the same platform in 1924 and the record rather than on marketing. And he, he did fabulously. So he, he beat the other two parties combined. The third party that year was the progressives. Um, so I, and I'm sure he's thought about uh, Minnesota. He went up to the Dakotas because the progressive movement was strong there, and they didn't like uh, his tariffs. They didn't like the GOP tariff. I have a wonderful pamphlet uh, in my office, uh, and it's a pamphlet where farmers are writing cool saying, how can you be for the tariff? The tariff hurts farmers because it makes our equipment more expensive. It makes things we need to buy more expensive. And, and why aren't you for agricultural subsidy if you're for tariffs? Which was an inconsistency of Coolidge. And I only dare talk in this detail on a radio show with a professor that focuses on economics, but I think everyone who's listening knows exactly what I mean. So, yeah, I, uh, all, by and large, he was an awesome president. Let me say that. He just didn't showboat. He said, uh, burn the midnight oil, don't seek the limelight. Uh, that's a wonderful phrase. Uh, yeah, I, I forget who said it, uh, but someone someone noted that farming is the, is the uh, profession that humbles you so much because uh, everybody can see almost immediately once you've planted your crops whether or not you're a success or a failure. It's you know you can't hide it, you can't spin it. It's right there in the field uh, for you. So I, I think that's I, I, I and I do think that that sort of uh, lets you think about your own role in in your success and failure. Well, yeah, think about uh, Coolidge's family. Anyway, I'll just say in Vermont they farm rocks. Right. Yes. That farm Will Rogers, the humorist, who is truly great, as good as anyone ever we've experienced on television, said in New England, the farms don't lay; they hang. <laughs> that is, it's way up there. At really, and not scarce an acre in Plymouth, where Coolidge was from. Plymouth, natural Mount, was rated arable. I mean, it was difficult to be a farmer in the environment that Coolidge grew up in. What's a cheese factory? His father had a cheese co-op. Well, it's an exercise in economic desperation if you don't have refrigeration, right? You make right. cheese because the milk won't spoil because you don't have the trains to take the milk to the market. So, so, so they knew how to deal with a tough situation. Yeah. So, so I, I mean... In your article, uh, again, tweeted to people at, uh, with the hashtag pound KBRS listening to the show, we're visiting with Amity Schles here on the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. Your title of this article that you've co-authored with uh, Matthew Denhart, who I believe was the executive director of, your, uh, of, of uh, the Coolidge Foundation and now is, now is uh, serving another capacity, um, is that presidents should avoid great for their own good and the nation's. Uh, you wrote this back, I believe, in late January. It's now April. Have we, I mean, so you've got a chance to sort of update the article. Where are we right now? We're going for greatness, right? Yeah. Apparently. Uh, the article was about this slippage. If you say great, great, great um, in terms of goals, and this is also in my Great Society book, um, uh, it, 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 sometimes it ends up being about you, right? I'm great. My program is great. We're all great. Uh, and uh, I was interested to see President Biden talk a lot about great. He kind of took the word away from President Trump and used it himself. And, what, and great doesn't always work out. That's the problem. Coolidge eschewed great. He, he had great result, but he certainly didn't want to be called great. And in this autobiography, which I completely recommend for your kids, easy to read um, and such a different personality, uh, where we all come from, but so few people like that. Now, Coolidge said, it's a great safety to the country if the president knows he is not a great man. He's just a servant like everybody else. This is not about marketing. Uh, wonderful statement uh, from Coolidge, and he was almost, uh, almost to a fault, to, to, to a bad kind of sanctimony, modest, as president himself. It was about the office for him, not about him. Once a senator was, uh, Coolidge was kind of grumpy, 
And once a senator took him for a walk to cheer him up, cheer up the president, he says, I wonder what lucky fellow gets to live in that house with the white pillars on Pennsylvania Avenue. What fellow might that be? And Coolidge said, nobody. They just come and go. We're all servants who pass through the White House. Nobody. They just come and go. Why is that good? Because it's not good for the polity if we're dependent on individual heroes, right? Um, Coolidge read his Cicero. He knew about Pompey. He knew about Julius Caesar. In fact, he had uh, an uncle named Julius Caesar. So, so they, you know, he know he knew about the slippage when you go for a celebrity leader, and then you, you know, that's fun, and then it, it you go on down farther, and you end up authoritarian. Um, I, there are plenty of presidents who do a lot of good who are celebrities and big guys. Uh, think about Theodore Roosevelt. A lot of people love him. But but there is a danger there, and that's what Coolidge was after. So so why not just talk about good and see if you can deliver great? That was his thought. All right, we're visiting with Amity Schley's, uh author of several books, including the uh, a biography of Calvin Coolidge, and now bringing out uh, uh, the autobiography of Calvin Coolidge uh, from the Intercollegiate Studies Institute. I'll tweet the book to you at the break uh, for, for, for our listeners. Uh, we'll be right back with more from Amity after this here on the King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to The Biz 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. Who's on your team? Who have you surrounded yourself with to help build and maintain your forever after? Tune in to this week's Money Matters with Alan Mike. The guys will discuss one of the most important decisions you make when it comes to your money and retirement. The advisor you choose. The stakes are high, only the rest of your life high, so you don't want to miss this one. Tune in to Money Matters with Alan Mike, 2 p.m. Sunday on The Biz 1440. Or call them now at 855-231-6010. Impact Mortgage Corp. TBA Cash Call Mortgage. NMLS ID 128231. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in all states, including New York. Copper based loans over $200,000. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. If your mortgage rate is not in the twos, Cash Call Mortgage could save you money and get you the cash you need with a cash-out refi. Chances are your home has gained a ton of equity this past year. Turn that equity into cash to pay high-interest credit card debt, do home improvements, or to put money away for a rainy day. Don't wait for interest rates to go up. The time to refi is now, while rates are still low. Take cash out and get a low interest rate at the same time. Cash Call Mortgage may be able to lower your mortgage rate and get you cash from your home's equity. Call now and we'll even cover the title, escrow, and appraisal fees to save you more money. For a free quote to see if you qualify, go to CashCallMortgage.com or call us today. Call 800-931-6651. That's 800-931-6651. 800-931-6651. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. Adapting to the changes hasn't been easy, but never more important to succeed. Many of the digital resources available have helped overcome obstacles your business is facing. But are you using the full potential of every one of them? That's where Salem Surround can help. Your business needs to use digital tools more than ever to stay in touch with customers, making buying decisions right now and for the future. Will they consider or even know about you? The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We'll design a plan that targets and surrounds customers with proven marketing strategies. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Have you been charged with a gun crime? Have you lost your gun rights due to an old criminal offense? Have you been denied a permit to carry or a purchase of a firearm? I'm attorney Kelly Keegan, and I can help. Contact us for a free consultation at keeganlawoffice.com. Oh, yes, I'm the great pretender. 
Welcome back. King Banyan Show, The Biz 1440. We're visiting uh, this segment with Amity Schlaes, author of several books. Uh, the Forgotten Man, which I've never forgotten, uh, Amity. It's still perhaps my favorite book of yours. Um, uh, I use it when I teach. Uh, I've even used it when I teach uh, macroeconomic theory. Uh, so it's because it's got so many... It's such, such great stories in it. So thank you uh, for that, and thank you for being with us. Um, I wanted to go back to sort of the, the – you mentioned uh, the Harding Coolidge ticket running on normalcy. I remember last year talking to many people who were basically like, I think I'm conservative. I think I'm – Republican, but I just need something to feel more normal right now. And this, particularly with the pandemic, I just want normal. And I thought to myself, I don't know that we want normal. Is there a demand for the normalcy that that Coolidge represented uh, in the American public today? I definitely believe there is. I mean, I, I remember in secondary school when I came across that word, first of all, it's a, a not very pretty word, normalcy. Is that Greek or what? Is that a mix of Greek and some other? What is that? What is the etymology of that, that word, normalcy? And, and I thought, um, well, they want us all to be normal. Well, we don't want to be cogs, you know. Well, does it have to do with agricultural colleges? Normal, you know, it's, it, uh, what, what is that? But, but when I studied what Harding and Coolidge meant, putting that in their, in their logo for the 1920 campaign, I liked it a lot. They meant an environment that's relatively normal so we can have fun, so businesses can grow. Coolidge said the chief business of the American people is business. The chief ideal is idealism. Let me just say the first part again. Chief business of the American people is business. Uh, but this, And what does business need? Well, it's kind of like the weather. You don't need perfect weather to go out and do business, but you need an environment that's not too bad. Oh, it's not too cold, not too hot. I'll go out. Normal. Uh, and after the, the eruption, the disruption, the upheaval of World War One, when we nationalized our principal means of transport, the railroad, so that's like nationalizing the highways now. Um, the GOP was saying, let's have a simple environment and, and leave some space for business to pull the economy back. And, and it did. It, that worked. Uh, and the other aspect of normalcy, to me, is that they, they were fairly civil. Uh, uh, Coolidge and Harding, and particularly Coolidge, it's hard if you scour Coolidge find him saying something nasty about anyone. Uh, he, he Once he said about Louis Brandeis, the progressive um, jurist and Supreme Court justice, that he wasn't safe. Brandeis isn't safe. He wrote that in a letter somewhere, but, but not publicly. So they diminished the anger by being calm and civil. It was like a good teacher coming in the room or a good friend coming in the room, making everyone a little happier and calmer and go, so we can go about our business. So I, I thought that that was wonderful, um, and the policies were extremely forceful. We, we the United States cut the marginal tax rate from over fifty percent to twenty five percent. That's very important for people, uh, professionals particularly at the time, or higher earners then at that time. Um, the capital gains tax was set firm at twelve and a half percent. Well, it's better than. It's worse than no capital gains tax, but it's an awful lot better than treating cap gains as ordinary income, which is what people were arguing for in that part, particularly when the ordinary income tax rates are so high. They kind of made a framework. Oh, let, let's just make, let's just pull back the government, let's balance the budget, uh, and you do the rest economy, and it did. There was 4% growth in the United States real. The unemployment was relatively low. Um, there were, were huge productivity gains expressed in the 20s. If you ever study patents, the patent rates of the 1920s is a marvel. How did that play back into regular people's lives? Well, they got electricity in their house, which cut housework in half. Very important for women, the new voters. Very good, very important for everyone. And people got automobiles, radios, and uh, here's the most important thing, indoor plumbing. 
Mm-hmm. Poverty and being just working poor, everyone can agree. Indoor plumbing, I rest my case. And oh yeah, because of the productivity gains, we got Saturday off. Saturday off became the norm because believe it or not, many people did work on Saturday before the 1920s. So we got Saturdays, cars, radios, and toilets. I think it was an awesome decade and not a bubble in Jay Gatsby's champagne glass as it is generally taught in secondary school. Yeah, I, and I, I really appreciate that. Uh, uh, you know, one of the one of the things that is about the about the twenties that that people I somehow seem to get to me completely wrong is that that sort of like it was it was the decade in which which government sort of said, let everything rip. And you're saying that's a feature, not a flaw, right? That that 1920s is bad in some sense because it was unplanned. It was, you know, and that and that Coolidge is sort of at the heart of that. Um, and, and, and here well, we now... That irritates we now, people, yeah. Yeah, and it irritates people. And I and here we are now where where it does feel like the president, President Biden wants to be in the middle of everything. Uh, and, right. and I, 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 I want to get on top of the recovery, but the recovery doesn't need you to get on top of it. Recovery needs you to leave it alone. <laughs> so. Right. In the state after state, as the government, as governments have said, sort of, okay, you can go back to doing what you were doing. We're seeing massive growth rates, ma- lots of recovery. And, and, you know, and what's happened has been, this is why I asked you the question at the start of this segment. When, governors in some states have simply said, I'm just going to get out of the way and let people do what they want to do. I'll get the information out there about, about COVID. They can, they can figure this out for themselves. They're being told, no, 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 you are being bad because you are not controlling things. And that seems to resonate with a substantial piece of the public, which is why I go back to the, are we really ready for someone to sort of stand for being normal? Because again, I think some people voted for president Biden thinking that's what they were going to get. And they, and I'm not seeing that. Well, I'll leave you to evaluate President Biden, but, but what, what worked in the 20s was the government stepping back after intense intrusion, World War I, right? Right. Uh, and uh, and, the, and it, what, what was that different from? Well, one thing, it was different from the United Kingdom, which whatever party was, you know, um, at Downing Street or, you know, in charge. You know, I don't know if Downing Street, I am thinking was the, off, the home then, but was in charge in England. They undertook some social democratic measures and they made labor too expensive through those measures. And to this day, we don't use the word, talk about words, and when we use them, that was used for the unemployment benefits in England in the 1920s because everyone remembers the result. That word was the dole, which, um, yeah, because it turned out the dole was just a little bit too much payroll protection. People kind of got used to staying home and didn't want to go back to work, it turned out. And UK had had struggles with unemployment and other struggles, and this was very good for the United States, that we were more normal, more more conservative, and it solidified the position we got sort of tenuously as the number one world economic power. So if England had been, you could, I guess you could posit, if England had been more free market as we were, England would have uh, been more of a competitor. And in the 1930s, the period of the Forgotten Man book, which which you mentioned, we went the other way, and we really did have a terrible depression. The conclusion of the Forgotten Man book is not is is that it wasn't all monetary. The 1930s, it, um, it was uh, large. Ten years of double-digit unemployment. Why? Um, the chief economist of Chase from the period, Benjamin Anderson, explained it pretty well. He said the it's all due to the government playing God. The U.S. government intervened, intervened, intervened with stimuli-type projects um, and uh, assaults on business and antitrust. And, 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 and every year the recovery said, well, I'm going to stay away one more year. The recoveries are like people. They make choices. So, so you have Coolidge era and 30s, and they both provide evidence for the same hypothesis, which is probably most of the time less government is better. 
Yeah. Uh, I remind I remind people when I teach the Great Depression, I usually teach it as being two two Great Depressions, not one. Uh, the second one coming in thirty seven, and talking about all of the uh, all of the uh, uh, terrible policies coming out of the out of FDR at that at that time. And and yes, indeed, World War Two is what pulled us out of the Great Depression. Certainly, nothing that came from the New Deal. Um, well, not uh, about- even. I, I like to. Well, I like to say, you know, did World War II pull us out? Not necessarily. The more salient question is not how did World War II pull us out. It's why did that depression last all the way to that war? Because you think of a yes. market that was 381 in, 20, in 1929. When did we get back to 381? Well, it was decades and decades. If the stock market halted now and went down and didn't come back for several decades, our kids would be awful surprised, right? So. Yes, they would. Yes, they would. <laughs> Uh, 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 I could go on for hours. Uh, what a wonderful time with you. Uh, I want to be respectful of your time. And so, uh, I'm going to say goodbye, but, uh, I thank you so much. Uh, the article, the article again, presidents should, should, uh, I scroll, should avoid great for their own good and for the nation's Amity Schlaes. Thank you so much. Uh, we will be in touch and hopefully get another chance to visit soon. Well, thank you, Professor. I hope everyone has a look at the Coolidge Autobiography. Buy it on the Coolidge website, and you'll give Calvin some pennies, which he can use to educate children. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be great. Thank you so much. Take Have a great day. We'll be back right after this. You are listening to the King Banyan Show on The Biz, 1440. Jubilee. Come and join the Jubilee. Gather on the run, sitting in the sun, have a little fun. Oh, Jubilee. If you could build the world's greatest radio station, where would you start? We'd begin by creating a live station that's able to provide breaking news updates. Then we'd install some of today's top political voices behind the mic. Finally, we'd craft a convenient way to listen with a specialized mobile app. No, it's not a work in progress. It's on the air now. AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent radio. Online at am1280thepatriot.com. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. That's 800-824-3853. 824-3853. Are you the principal or leader of a Christian or Catholic school? Would you like to fill the empty seats in your classrooms for no cash out of pocket? TwinCitiesTuitions.com would like to team up with you on our tuition program for first-year students. You'll be part of a marketing campaign to raise awareness about your school and gain new students for next year and beyond. Again, at no cash investment for your school. Get details by logging on to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. 
exactly what I have picked if the roles were reversed and I was your producer. After that, <laughs> it would be John. I mean, that's perfect. Uh, period. Period. Perfect. King Banyan Show, The Biz 1440. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Amity Schlaes for the last half hour. Uh, if you just tuned in and, and missed it, uh, let me just tell you, uh, you're going to want to go to TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com and find the podcast. Um, you need to be a member of the VIP club to, to pull that hour down, but uh, and it'll be up there probably, maybe even later today. Um, and it's... Uh, she's she's just pretty special, and like I said, I've been a, f- a forgotten man. I was carrying into classrooms back in 2009 and 2010, and indeed, um, I read I read a portion of it about uh, about a particular case in which the government thought it could tell a uh, a, a butcher with uh, religious beliefs regarding regarding uh, um, the slaughter of animals uh, how to operate their business. And it went, that case went all the way to the Supreme Court because that butcher said, you know what? I think I know how to do this better than you do. Um, here's just one fact that I would throw, and this would have, I would have covered this in my first hour, but we uh, had a lot of audio to get through. Um, <clears throat> if you listen to the show long enough, you know I have certain reports, government reports that come out and the data that I really try to sink my teeth into. And one of them is called JOLTS. It's an acronym for Job Openings and Labor Turnover Survey. Uh, and the fe- and it always comes with a lag, so you're missing a little something in there. But but um, it's worth noting this. This was noted by Peter Bookvar on on the Book Report um, just uh, just yesterday. We are still eight and a half million people below the number employed a number of employed workers in February 2020. But as of February 2021, there were 7.4 million job openings, up from 7.1 million in January and 6.75 million in December, and now above the 7 million in in February 2020 and 7.15 in January 2020. In fact, this is the most amount of job openings since January of 2019. There was an increase, I'm still reading from Peter, this was an increase in the pace of hirings, too, uh, with the hiring rate ticked up 4% from 3.8% in the two prior months, led by a pickup in hiring in accommodations and food separations. And food services, excuse me. Separations rose by 133,000, but after dropping 259,000 in January, with about half of those quitting or, and those getting laid off. The quit rate was unchanged to 2.3% for the second month. A healthy quit rate is part of that turnover. Why did I take the time to read all that? When we do the jobs report the first Saturday, and again, if you go back to find the podcast to hear Amity, uh, you'd also could go back last week and listen to Job Saturday. It's the first hour of last week's show. One of the things we I always want my listeners to understand is that the jobs numbers that we report to great fanfare are in fact net numbers, not gross numbers. The net number is kind of an important, it's important to keep the net away from the gross and to understand what's happening. Even during recessions, there are hundreds of thousands of people changing jobs, leaving jobs, getting jobs. And we try to capture that all in in one little statistic which measures the net change in jobs between uh, between two months or between two years uh, measured at the same time in the, just those two years but there's all this other stuff that's happening in there and that that thing which is sometimes called the churn of jobs or sometimes called creative destruction or it has lots of different names, just represents the fact that that humans naturally choose to, in Adam Smith's words, truck, barter, and exchange. And now all these jobs are changing hands all the time. Most of them are changing hands 
without anybody from Washington or a state capitol or even City Hall having knowledge of it, let alone bringing them together. A lot of them happen without any dependency on how, much, how many government bonds are bought by the Federal Reserve this week. They just happen. Because people have a natural tendency to exchange with each other. There are limited examples of such behavior in other animals. But that natural tendency to truck, barter, and exchange that Adam Smith found is part of the human condition. It is part of what makes us human. And failure to understand that shows up in a number of ways. We had a little conflict uh, that popped up this past week, I would point out, in... uh, and let me go find this. Uh, uh, let me go find this this clip here. Uh, in uh, yes, this was in uh, uh, James Freeman's uh, uh, best of the web column in the Wall Street Journal. It may have been printed over the weekend. I haven't. My Saturday papers did not arrive on time before I came to the came to the office to hop on the microphone here. Um, but yesterday on the web, this was released, James Freeman, who we've talked about on the show uh, a few times, uh, written, uh, written, written some very great books and, uh, and uh, is a daily columnist. How he does five of these a week, I have no idea. Um, talks about the fact that, uh, that President Biden is issuing this new American jobs plan. So we've had the American Relief Plan, and now we're having an American Jobs Plan. Um, and there is, uh, and there is a purported report that came out to say this job is going to create uh, 19 million jobs. Okay, indeed, I'm going to. I'm reading this. Uh, this is. Um, I'm looking for the. Uh, this would be for the president. This is uh, this was reported in the White House briefing on back on April second. President Biden said independent analysis shows that if we pass this plan, the economy will create 19 million jobs, good jobs, blue collar jobs, jobs that pay well. Okay, um, I'm not in the business of handing out Pinocchios, but James Freeman writes. The boast was highly misleading because if even if one buys the analysis from the source cited by the White House, a report from government-friendly economist Mark Zandi and a colleague at Moody's Analytics, their report also forecasts that more than 16 million jobs be created if the plan did not pass and Biden just left the economy alone. But this is, I think, even more, more to the point. They're not the same jobs. It's not like if you didn't pass this bill, this American jobs plan, that you would get those 16 million jobs that would have happened without anything, plus an additional three. So if you said, well, yeah, okay, so it's only a net 3 million extra jobs, would that be okay? I mean, we really could use 3 million new jobs in this economy. Well, you're going to spend trillions of dollars to do it. It's not clear that that's a, that's a good trade-off. And no, I don't believe in doing the calculation of saying, well, well, you could just write them a check for that and let them go do whatever they wanted. Yeah, it's true. But I believe I believe personally, that receiving a check from government uh, and not working is not good for you, is not good for your soul. It's not good for you. It's not good for your psyche. If you don't like soul talk, then I would say it's not good for you mentally because it self-esteem is comes from earned, earned success, as Arthur Brooks writes. You need to, you need to put yourself out there and, and, show that you can achieve something and that's when and the pay that you receive back is a measure of uh, allows you to feel like yes that's mine i've earned that success 
Now, now I would like to do something with that. That's fine. I'm not going to get into the taxes and all that. That's not important. But here's my point and why I started with the JOLT survey. The 16 million jobs that would be created if they did nothing will not be the, six, the first 16 million jobs created if the American Jobs Plan comes to pass. There are lots of plans that will be disrupted. The purpose of p- passing an American Jobs Plan is not just to add a few extra million jobs. It's to change the jobs that everybody has. In some sense, that's why I get why, this, why these folks call it an infrastructure bill. Because they're reaching into the structure of the economy and changing the nature of the work that would be done. There will be jobs that are extinguished if the American Jobs Plan happens. There are jobs being extinguished by the Biden White House right now. Go look, go look up north at, uh, at line three. There are jobs that are already being extinguished. And they'll say, yes, but we're going to give them blue-collar jobs, good-paying jobs. Um, or, as, uh, as, as uh, uh, James Freeman points out, quoting Treasury, tra- excuse me, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg, the American Jobs Plan is about a generational investment. It's going to create 19 million jobs. And we're talking about economic growth that's going to go on for years and years. Yes, but it's, it's their plan. It's their jobs directing in their way rather than getting out of the way, which is, in fact, what Calvin Coolidge did. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. The Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley. I should have done it sooner. That's a comment heard often from satisfied patients at INeedMoreHair.com. Dennis Prager here. If you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss, go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what they're doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free and the results are amazing. You'll be under the care of some of the most experienced hair transplant specialists in the country. Their doctors have given patients from around the world, including notable Hollywood personnel a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. Their technique is so advanced that their results are guaranteed in writing and their prices are the best in the business. If you have hair loss, don't put this off another day. Contact INeedMoreHair.com at their office in Egan for your free consultation. Experience you can trust, prices you can afford. Today is the day to get a permanent solution to your hair loss at INeedMoreHair.com. Now that spring is here, your windshield may be exposed to a few more uh, hazards. So trust your repairs to Advantage Auto Glass. Hi, John Wichko here, owner of Advantage Auto Glass. I'd like to invite you to finally get that chipped or cracked windshield fixed right the first time. You root for your home team, so why not trust your windshield to your hometown repair shop, Advantage Auto Glass. So give us a call today at 952-423-6396 and we'll replace your windshield with only the highest quality parts and adhesives. Or if you call your agent or your claims line first, make sure you tell them you want to work with Advantage Auto Glass and no one else. Call Advantage Auto Glass today at 952-423-6396. And don't forget, you can schedule your appointment on our website at ReplaceMyWindshield.com. That's ReplaceMyWindshield.com.
Ever notice how many mattress stores there are? How do you choose? If you want a great price and excellent service, America's Mattress in Apple Valley's got your six with their grand opening event. They have a wide selection of recognizable brands like Serta and Beautyrest, and it's all backed up with their no-fee, risk-free guarantee. People are shocked at how good their prices are, with 16 brand-name mattresses under a grand in queen size to fit your budget. Check out their Google reviews and experience the difference at America's Mattress. There's a ton to explore at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Like the biggest savings around at our half-off deals tab. Click on programs to see your daily lineup. Win prizes at the VIP fan club. Catch up on your favorite podcasts and more. Whoa, look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream the Biz 1440. Top shelf choices include TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, our free app, and Radio.com. Welcome back. King Banyan Show, The Biz 1440. So good to have spent a couple hours with you this morning. Uh, thank you for listening. I, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Uh, I'm always really uh, grateful for the fact that, uh, you know, week after week, you know, people go, you, you, how long have you been doing this? And I say, well, since 2004. And they, they're like, and you make a lot of money doing this? I said, no. But I do meet great people. I do get to talk to folks. And I said, and I have, I have, a, I have a passion to do this. And I wanted to say, if you have show ideas, uh, send them to me. I, I will tell you, I loved having Amity Schles on. I didn't reach out to her. Somebody, somebody connected us. Uh, and uh, I'm like, are you kidding? Would I like to interview her? Okay, does peanut butter like jelly? Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm there. Uh, so, uh, so that was great. And, and actually one of you, uh, reached out to the station and you can write to the station. I don't mind that. Or you can reach me through the, the webpage for the show has an email address to, to write me. And I love doing show ideas and I've had, and I've had people ask me for quite some time, uh, to do something about, about Bitcoin. Um, and I will tell you, my hesitancy has always been, and not positive. I really understand it. It's sort of like modern monetary theory. Um, every time I think I, I understand modern monetary theory, I'm told, well, no, actually you don't. And I'm like, well, I want to be sure I'm giving my listeners good information. So anyway, I mentioned this on the show last week. Some, one of you, one of our listeners, uh, hits me up, um, through social social media and says, "Hey, I know a guy who would be great for you." And and I said, I said, "Well, okay." And so I contacted the person, uh, and the person immediately says, "Yeah, let's have it. Let's have it. Let's have an online conversation. See if it's something we want to do together." Uh, up, I, I go to the meeting, and up pops one of my former students, and I'm like, "Wait, what?" He says, "Yeah, I work for I work for the guy you're going to talk to." So we're going to have Bitcoin on next week. And we started to arrange that. And then all heck breaks loose because Peter Thiel is on, is, is at the uh, Nixon seminar, uh, which is put on by the Nixon Foundation, which is uh, run by our friend and, and really sort of the, the, the godfather of, of, the, uh, of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, Hugh Hewitt. And Peter Thiel drops this in about Bitcoin. And I was driving to the office listening to the show, listening to Hugh, at, over on AM 1280, The Patriot, our sister station, where, by the way, you can hear Mitch and, Mitch and Brad, 1 to 3 today and tomorrow. Uh, don't forget, it's appointment radio. Uh, you can, I, I'm listening, to it, I'm, and I mean, my jaw dropped, and it was like immediately I'm like, I said to myself, well, I, I've got to go back and listen to that again. So I came back to the office and, and, and played it for myself again. Here's the clip, and I mean, it is really, really quite interesting. From China's point of view, they want to get, um, they don't like the U.S. having this reserve currency because it gives us, you know, a lot of leverage over, you know, 
Iranian oil supply chains and all sorts of things like that. Um, they like uh, they don't want the renminbi to become a reserve currency because then you have to open your capital account and you have to do all sorts of things that they they really don't want to do. Um, you know, I think the euro you could think of as you know was in part a Chinese weapon against the dollar. It didn't in the last decade it hasn't quite worked out that way, but that was you know China would have liked to see two reserve currencies like like the euro. And uh, you know, even though I'm sort of a pro crypto, pro Bitcoin maximalist person, I I do wonder whether at this point Bitcoin is also uh, should also be thought in part of as a Chinese uh, financial weapon against the U.S. Where it's it is it threatens fiat money, but it especially threatens the uh, the U.S. Uh, dollar, and um, and China wants to do things to weaken it. So it's sort of China is long Bitcoin, and perhaps from a geopolitical perspective. Uh, the U.S. should be a little bit uh, be asking some tougher questions about exactly how that works. And everybody is like, "Whoa!" So they, I mean, I, to their credit, because the Nixon Foundation and Hugh is not an economist, but recognized how 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 you know how earth shattering that statement was. And put it out there as a separate clip on YouTube, and I can I could tweet it to you after after the show, and I'm going to send it to our our guest next week. Um, and I I just believe fundamentally um, that first of all I, I I'm well known to have been a skeptic on the euro from the start, um, and because I don't believe it can be a reserve currency. Um, although I think it's moving in the direction of becoming one by trying to issue pan-European bonds. It uh, gets it a step closer to being one, I believe. Um, also, I would note the passing of uh, Robert Mundell, uh, Nobel laureate, this past week. Mundell was a, was a supporter of the euro, and I really wish I could have heard what Mundell had to say about Bitcoin. I don't think I've ever seen him speak to it. But um, those are the types of issues that, that we want to talk about. Okay. Let's, I'm, I'm going to just put, I'm putting this in. This is your homework assignment. Think about Bitcoin. Think about what you'd like to talk about next week. And we're going to do it here. We're going to have a guest to try to talk about. We're going to take an hour to really dig into this stuff. Thank you for listening. Hey, John, thank you for the music. It's been awesome as always. <laughs> no problem, King. I appreciate King. it. Uh, one last time, thank you to Amity Schles for spending time with us, and thank you for spending time here on the King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. Be kind to someone, and you could have your car payments covered for a year. Oh, very kind. The Biz 1440 and Standard Heating and Air Conditioning present the Kindness Challenge. Do something nice for a hero in your life. Then let us know about it by entering it in the Kindness Challenge. You'll be registered to have your vehicle payments paid for a year or get $12,000 towards a new car, both for you and your hometown hero. Sign up for the Standard Heating Kindness Challenge at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Keep on loving. If you're a radio listener, one thing I'm certain of is that you're not tuning in to listen to me. So I'm sorry about the next 45 seconds. But we have specifically chose this station because we think we're similar and we'd love for you to see why our mortgage team might be a good fit for you or someone you care about. One, we've got a direct lender advantage. Our mortgage team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender. There's no middleman, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls, an advantage that often allows us to get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money. Two, our faith is a big deal to us, and we're open about that. If we seem like a fit for you, we'd love to talk. We are United Faith Mortgage. UnitedFaithMortgage.com. Nice. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Meadow Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to AnimalistConsumerAccess.org. Corporate Animalist number 1330. Ryan Vreck, Animalist number 65233. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Have you experienced anxiety, fear, shame, and embarrassment from owing back taxes? Hi, I'm John Call, owner of Tax Tiger Minnesota. If you happen to have unpaid or unfiled taxes, I'm here to offer you some hope. Tax Tiger can protect you from the IRS, release wage and bank levies, and negotiate settlements. More importantly, Tax Tiger is a company which operates based on Christian principles. If you have an IRS problem, call us at 612-888-9522 for a free consultation. You can trust Tax Tiger to provide an honest evaluation of your situation. 
If we can save you money, we'll explain how and answer all of your questions so you know exactly where you stand. Call Tax Tiger today at 612-888-9522. You can be closer to financial freedom than you think, and it helps to have a tiger on your side. That number again is 612-888-9522, or visit us online at TaxTiger.com. That's TaxTiger.com. Want to enroll your child in Christian school this fall for half the cost? TwinCitiesTuitions.com is joined with area private schools to offer half-off tuition for your child's first year. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, you'll see our partnering schools, an interactive map to find one in your area, and frequently asked questions about the program. Now more than ever, it's important for your child to have a biblical worldview. Get details about the half-off Christian tuition program at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Breaking free from 